Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Shining your dark shit light on me. And I do. Who sings that? Uh, Kanye's on it. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, some others. There's like four people on it. I love that track. Can't remember who's on it though. Damn. It's big hitters. We're going to put that. I want to say Q tip, but he ain't. I think. Just because, like, I'll listen to I think that is a cute Is it? Song. I think that's one of. Oh, I think you're right, he is. Taleb Quali's not in that one, eh? No, no, no. Common? Common might be. We're in a certain era of rap. It's Kanye. It's Q Tip. I don't think Kanye's in it. Yes, he is. It's post tribe Q I'm going to look it up because Kanye's in it. He's not in it. Oh, it fucking is Buster Rhymes, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We were, Guy and I were just. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the worst idea of all time. I was wondering if this was just for us. This. Is the podcast <laughs> My name is Tim Bat. My name is Guy Montgomery And we've been doing a podcast for close to 10 years now mm. Where we uh, watch bad movies too often and review them And traditionally we watch the same movie Oh wow Once a week every week for a year are you, are you, How many new listeners do you think are listening to this app? It's impossible to say but it could be thousands So we're going to give them the download Everything okay. to this point that we is, start in February 2014 oh with Grown Ups 2. Okay. Watch and review 52 times. We get a small following in America due to a purely coincidental... Well, it, everything's coincidental, isn't it? That's how the cosmos works. But there was a fan on the, or a listener on the Airwolf forums who happened to leave a comment that Paul Shear saw and read on how did this get made where he mentioned the podcast from this commenter and then some people listen to that and then off the back of that 
there was a Vice interview. This feels like it's new information for you, guy, based on um, this is ten years expression ago. you've got. Yeah, but this is our story. This is our journey. Do you, how much stuff do we you remember? We were on the lead life, page really? of vice.com for like a day. Mm. And that really bankrupted vice. It did. And now they're shuttered. Yeah. It drove a lot of traffic away. What was next? YouTube came as sniffing, gave us some money for a pilot. We made it, handed it to them, and they stopped commissioning original content. They That's shut right. down the business unit. That gave us money. It's actually the second time that you and I have done that because we first met on a television station called TVNZU on a show called You Late. Yes. Uh, You were reviewing toilets. I was hosting the show. Not long after that, chemistry sort of found its feet. We got the whole channel shuttered. Within a year. Within a year. They pulled the plug. They saw what we were doing. (laughs) We've shut down free-to-air television networks in New Zealand. We've shut down far-reaching magazines, come websites, the, across the world yeah. We've shut down YouTube One of the most powerful players In the streaming wars We shut down their entire Original content arm Do not back us Yeah I swear to God If you if you, if you you support us in any way The only way is down for you You're going to get destroyed out there if you, even, if you even take an interest in us If you even ask us a question Bad things will happen Yeah And even if your industry or livelihood Isn't tethered to entertainment mm. You could be a vet and you could send us a message on social media. It says, hey, I was just wondering, did you know about this? If we respond, I promise you. Hey, guy. Those animals are going to stay sick. Thank you. Buster Rhymes, Q-tip, Kanye West. Mm. Can you give me a year? Little Wayne. Can I give you a what? What year did it come out? Mm, I can't. Oh, do you think there's multiple versions of this? Because it could be. I want to see the album cover. It ain't loading. I love this song. It is so good. Well, I'll tell you why we're talking about Buster Rhymes. Because he raps the post credit song, or the credit song is Buster Rhymes. Guys, we watched a new movie today. We're on to F5. Furious Five. And we bumped our mics. It's actually called Fast Five. And one of the first things I enjoyed about the movie... Oh, whoops. There's a there's a pre-credit sequence and then which is um is Dom being uh, tried, put in a orange jumpsuit, put on a prison bus and uh driven towards a, a high security facility, we assume. He is um the the entire bus is recklessly upended by Paul Walker's Brian and That's Mia. It's crazy what they do to that. And then bus. we learn the movie's called Fast Five. And yeah. I really liked it because they did a big capital F and the F covered the F represented F for both the word fast and five. So that it was one F for two words. It's not Clever. fast five. Great design. And it's not asked five. Yeah. It's fast five. It's but a only big one F. F. Yeah. How big can an F be? Explain that. I mean, I- imagine- technically it could be right angle asked, right angle I've. Because a capital F features two right angles. Imagine if it was uh, um, fast and furious. <laughs> five. For- and then it was a, it was an F so large it was occupying three words as F. Three words as first letter. Imagine. Wow. That's a big F. Fast and Furious 5. I see. Well, I mean, do you know with the band... Fast Fanned Furious 5. That's with, four of them. With the band 5, the, the British sort of all... Bo- all the British answer to the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC... Spelt... 5 Ive. <laughs> that's true. Because <laughs> it was the number 5 and then Ive. Mm. And... um. I really liked them. 
Can't fault it for creativity. They, I hadn't seen that of, before. One of their members, Abs, released a solo song after uh, Five broke up. Their disbanded. abdominal muscles released their the song. No, their name was Abs. Oh. It, it was sort of. It was sure I mean, for Abby. Was it a woman? I don't know. In a way, it was my introduction to sex. Uh, Selling. Yeah, to sex. Five Five. I, Guy I really liked. This, I really liked sex. Get On Up. Dun, 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 Is it five? Dun, yeah. Dun, 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 Is it get on up when you're down? Yeah, yeah. Come take a look, good yeah. look around. That's one of those ones where um, I had some, the five CD. Someone, if you go to a wedding of people our vintage, and someone puts that on, you go, oh, and then everyone will dance to it. Uh, we are so squarely at what's, that point of our lives. Where all the yeah. songs from our childhood are like, it's and uh, I, I don't know. I mean, this is an argument I've had with my dad so many times. Yeah. Where you know, it's different era, different vintages of music, and it, uh, there's no point in having the conversation because he'll never bend his knee to suggest oh. that anything that was released after the seventies is equal to the music that he grew up listening to. Uh, and I disagree. <laughs> on one hand, yeah. I think uh, that the sort of range of genres and 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 voices and music that has been introduced and the quality across that spans all of these different genres is higher. From you know our childhood to now, but yeah. I do think that that what was the at the pinnacle of pop music and the most popular music that was on stereos when they were growing up is superior to the pop music that has sort of um, ushered us from adolescence to adulthood. I agree. He won't agree with me on that. Wait, d- I thought did you not just say that you sort of conceded your dad's point? Yeah, it's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Also, he's saying universally music yeah. that came out in my era is better than anything that's around yes, now. Oh, yes. that's silly. Come on, Stephen. Nah, he's having fun with it. He is. We've got to get him on. We fucking do. You, we, you're really right about that. We've got to get we got to get Dad on. Yeah, we've got to get Dad on. Dad on the pod. When Dad's Dad pod. When da- no, this is it's gross. Can I ask it anyway? Go on. When dads get a hard on, do they call it a dad on? <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it's, it's not nothing. You've been kind to me. Um, hmm. You've been kind to me today. I do you reckon? Yeah, I can't remember. What, there was a joke I made which I thought wouldn't get anything. And I mean, it, I don't think it registered on mic, but anyone watching along would have seen you smile. Maybe you were being funny. I often Thank am. Thank you, Sal. I am funny. Yeah. No I, like, I, I don't doubt it. I'm funny. Yeah. i got a new t-shirt. On right now? Yeah. Can I see it? Yeah. Okay. Guys, pulling off his... If you're not supporting us on Substack for $5 a month, you're not seeing the video, but guys, just taken off his very cool sweater and revealed an Auckland Warriors DB Bitter t-shirt, which I imagine harkens back to like an old um, is, yeah, sort of is, era of the franchise. Yeah, this is original It's era. got Anset on it, which is an airline that hasn't existed for damn near 20 years. <laughs> yeah, this is Maybe like longer. The launch of the Warriors, I think the Warriors, the New Zealand Warriors, Auckland Warriors at the time burst onto the, the scene one New in Zealand 1995. Warriors. The Vodafone Auckland Warriors. You know it? Incorrect. I can't believe you of all people have, have you have bent down at the altar of Vodafone and started calling them one. Down, it's just that's their name. Do you, still, do you still call it? Do you call them telecom or Spark? <laughs> no one calls them telecom anymore. Or there it's are so there are so many great. The cake tin's a big one though. There Everyone are, still calls that Westpac. Yeah. Oh, Stadia, stadiums. We should um, we should never we should never honour the new sponsors. Stadiums will always be what they were called when the primary sponsor was in our, in our you, youth. Do you know what that stadium was that Crypto.com bought for like a year? 
was in America. Yeah, there's a big one in the States. I can't remember that. I mean, a, a lot of um, crypto brands, even that one that's that Sam guy, that bad Sam guy. Sam Altman. Friedman Fried- Banks or whatever. Fried- yeah. Sam Friedman, Friedman someone. That's amazing how quickly I've forgotten his name. Yeah, they bought SBF. up a bunch of renters. He was crazy. Bankman Freed? He was a great grifter. He mm. like, he was, gr- you know. Was he? He was explosive. He came on, he grifted a lot of people very publicly, out loud for a long time. I mean, the tale's, the tale's pretty long. All the celebrities who he grifted, who were then grifting punters, they're I, in court right now because of the grift. Yeah. Who did who did he get um, tussled LD? up in his shit? Who's that? Larry David. Oh, I thought like Laura Daniel got nah. involved. Tom Brady and Giselle were in it. T Swift kind of got muddled up in it. The, the, you need, here's the funny thing about like getting involved in these sorts of things. They rely on an element of greed. You need to be a little bit of a piggy to get involved in these sorts of things. This is the thing you think about with the ultra wealthy, these celebs, is you assume it would be enough. And you hear about about people getting money and becoming worse versions of themselves. And you always think, but isn't this part of what you would like? Isn't isn't this a relief now? I've I've heard a different version, which is that when you get money, uh, you become sort of the truest version of yourself. So it sort of, it can really reveal you for who you are when you get equipped with money that's interesting i mean who knows which version of that is true if money has that sort of corrupting influence or if it has an illuminating influence on your your true self but I, it would be more fascinating to me to um to hold on to the the, the, idea of the truth the truth is revealed as much fun as i'm having talking around the movie tim yeah yeah it no, was it was honestly um a lot of fun to unearth a brand new entry into the fast franchise and also uh to my eyes, straight away, and I know I say this probably the the first time watch any new movie, the best one, one one yeah, that I, I am. I know, and I feel that way too. But can you, how how um, was Justin, easily do you think you can separate out the honeymoon period for us and a uh, objective view th- of the movie? I think I think with some ease, and I think I was thinking about it during the climactic action sequence, which has been a real problem point for us the across third act. All, yeah all of these movies so far. Not just not not the whole third act, but specifically the prolonged finale. Yes, that and you know in Fast Six we were on a runway. I can't be bothered stretching my brain so far I know. to remember <laughs> the final scenes in any of the other ones. But that, they've always felt too unmoored. Runway, nuclear submarine, yeah, space. Oh, space, space. And there's something the one in, place there's, that hasn't been corrupted by the influence of capitalism. Something else in there as well. But I can't remember what it was. What I liked in this sequence is that so the movie takes place. It's oh, the big tanky one. Uh, the the tank. big the, the 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 no, not the tank. The truck that's like an eighteen wheeler and yes, um, yes, thingy yes, with yes. the drone. Uh, what's her fucking name? Yeah, at Ch- uh, Theron. Is, but is it happening simultaneous to space? Look, oh, it's by the by. We it don't is, we don't it, need to challenge ourselves in this way because I'm making a point okay, sorry, that sorry, has sorry, momentum. Sorry. Yes, sorry. Which is that. They're all unmoored from reality. What I think means that this is gonna it's gonna stand up on repeat viewing, and that final sequence isn't gonna drag the way it has. Is that first of all, the entire movie is basically set in one location, which we haven't had in any of the other films. And they picked we a go good to, place. We go to Rio de Janeiro and we fucking plant. We stay yeah. there. We're not on holiday. Yeah. I mean, we're not doing. You know, we're not down at Ipanema. You know, listening to Stan Getz and Astrid Gilberto. <laughs> We're not dipping into the ocean for R. a R. swim. R.I.P., right? Recent? I don't know. People keep dying. Yep. 
We're just fucking getting shit done, all right? We're dealing with the corrupt underbelly of the cops. We're dealing with uh, criminal enterprises who are spread throughout, you know, the the sort of... It, it feels loaded for me to call them the slums of Rio de Janeiro, but I feel like it's probably in the world of the movie uh, where we're dealing with a lot of stuff. We're, we're fixed, so it's one location. So there's not all this fucking zipping hither and thither. We have also, in the final action sequence, we are rooted in reality. It's mm-hmm. unrealistic, but it's hap- it's physical. Yeah. It's like material. There's it's a heavy object. It. Yeah. They've pulled off a heist. It's funny you say it didn't drag because it's literally about 30 minutes of dragging two, a heavy it's, object. It's Brian and Vin and side by side in cars dragging a vault with 100 or 110 million American dollars in it mm. and just smashing through all these different buildings and cop cars in Rio. And yeah. it's like... It just felt so good for it to be. It's all it, it, the stunt work felt real. I don't know if any of it was CGI. Yeah, I know. What you and mean. It, it just felt like it felt gritty and mm. like even though it was it's absolute nonsense. It was just it really it really hit me in a way which was like yeah like seeing the seeing that like especially towards the end they're on a bridge and they have to split up and Paul drives off and then Vin Diesel's just hauling this fucking safe around just slamming it into cop cars and yeah. you were even getting excited you're going and i'll see you later and go <laughs> boom and smash into a car it was yeah, just man. so it was so satisfying in a way that i haven't felt like the fucking plane there was so many choreographed physical fights and action sequences inside of the climactic sequence it was so there's so many moving parts and characters it was so boring but this was like it's really it felt really focused yeah, it felt like they really zeroed the in idea. on one core storyline that everyone is around steal a bank vault tie it to a car and use it as well at the end it's one but yes you're right tie it to two cars and use it as like a bombing knocker yeah that's why i say one car because that's really when he starts whipping it around like a scorpion's tail and it 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 looked fucking good this whole movie looks really good this is i had this idea okay so this is a heist movie yeah through and through and this is, I, I understand, because I read just the first paragraph on the wiki. Crazy stuff. Research, homework he's doing now, guys. This movie represents a turning point in the Fast and Furious franchise from... Uh, straight racer. Straight, street racing to wanting to straight branch out to racing. being a, a more of a heist movie. And I honestly think because... Maybe they hadn't got their self-confidence up or maybe they hadn't you know, th- started throwing too much money at it for the franchise to support its own weight. Yeah. But because they're like, we are going to make a heist movie, it yeah. felt like everyone really worked together and I drilled know. into it and, and they made a very enjoyable heist they movie. They really did. And this, this is my point. I think what the Fast franchise should be and should have been like earlier on is they pick a genre. And so it's like, these guys do a thriller. Yeah. These guys do a heist movie. These guys do a rom-com. Yeah. There's always cars and there's always the family, but like throw a different, keep I, throwing different genres I at I totally them. agree. And before I um, open and expand this idea with you, I remembered that the the, the final action things we forgot was with Statham in Los Angeles. They're in Los Angeles for one. Oh, the... Um, with Moses... Drone? Jacunda and the helicopter. Helicopter. And they've got to take out the cell tower and shit. Yeah. I, but I totally agree. The Predator drone. That's what I was thinking of. Firing its Why missiles. not swing from genre to genre? What happens after this? There's the thing about a street fight. The, the street, street always wins. wins. Six through nine, 
which is actually four movies, and I've always found that numerically confusing. Yeah, same. How can, do the math how can on getting from six to nine be four? It shouldn't be. What's nine minus six? It's three. Where's the extra number coming from? Well, exactly. You tell me to. I don't know, man, but I had to count days recently, and I fell into this trap too, because you got to count one of the days. You, 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 but then you also kind of want to count both. You go around so and around hard. and around. Sometimes. The 24th to the 29th, how many, how many days is that? It's no one, one it's, knows. It's one more than you think. It's six? 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29. How is that six days? Because you started Two on 29 a- minus 24. What do you get? Five. Why is it six days I then? I don't know. Fucking hell. And shouldn't it be seven if it's if it's six? No, it can, if it, no, no, it cannot be seven if it's six. That's You're losing me there. But six through nine, four movies, they're Save the World movies. The concepts are too big to be interesting the whole way through. Mm. This is clean cut. This is focused. A heist movie is also, by default, kind of a thriller. You are going to be thrilled. A little, a little There's bit. There's an action component. Not they thriller even, with a capital T, but yeah. No, no, no. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's under the... It's thrilling. It, yeah, it, you will be thr- thrilled. Thrills will be had. You will be thrill-housed. <laughs> it will house some thrills. <laughs> I just think, I mean, I don't disagree. I think they pepper in rom-com elements here. Maybe the next movie, all of the couples, because we see Gal Gadot and Han meet in this movie. Maybe instead of just having them save the world and her throw herself off of a fucking car that's attached to an airplane to die, miss her shot and have Han mourn her by moving to Tokyo. She didn't miss her shot. She missed her shot. She killed the guy who was about to kill Han. That's why she sacrificed her life for him. She tried to. She straight up missed her shot. Which feels oh up. he had to kill him eh? yeah Han did yeah true it actually with hindsight feels so ruthless to be like we're gonna you're gonna sacrifice your life yeah and, and it doesn't it matter. doesn't make a difference who kills this guy but it's not gonna be you but also then couldn't Han have done it either way if he ended up doing it anyway well I don't but know. did he I, I need think, the strength that comes from uh, I think someone so sacrificing and also life? you know like we saw Vin Diesel access that strength. He accessed that strength when he was pinned down by the rock and then he saw Mia and he was like, actually, I'm stronger than this. Yeah. But I just feel, I mean, also I think, you know, Han might not have been able to catch the guy off guard as much as he did because when you're shot at, you probably start acting a little bit differently. Can I just say that those moments in stories and movies are always fun when you see like someone access something that you didn't know they had access to. But it doesn't quite work when you've got someone like Vin Diesel who just looks super strong anyway and it's like, oh... He's a little or, bit stronger than you thought he was. You knew he was yeah. really strong, but he's a little bit stronger he's than that. He's a little bit stronger than you thought he was, which was already literally as strong as it's possible for a person or semi-mythological creature yeah, to be. Exactly. He's Hercules. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, okay, what I want to see is like, a, a, I don't know, a Tej, someone with Tej's build accessing that kind I mean, of strength Tej's, under pressure. Tej's got a great build. We see more of it at the top of F6, but he's... It's fu- it's a funny thing, isn't it, in Hollywood? Because a lot of these people are wearing clothes, and what that does is hide the fact that behind the scenes, yeah, and behind the fabric, great rigs. They have all got phenomenal rigs, and honestly, it feels like Ludacris negotiated that at the start of F six. He's like, I'm fucking sick of being Fair the enough. nerdy computer guy. Yeah. I'm keeping it tight back here. Start of this movie and for what? We've got these high definition yeah. cameras. Let's put it on me. Board shorts, no top. I'm walking around. You're gonna see it. It's a great look. And he looks, looks fantastic. He looks relaxed and he looks sexy as hell. I mean, seeing as we've mentioned the word heist, mm-hmm. can we talk a little bit about... Do you know, I a couple nights... Two nights ago... Was I, I with you? No. I think I was. Oh, were you? Oh, maybe it was... Two nights, nights ago, ago I was with you. 
well, I don't know where it is in the timeline of things, but two nights ago I was with you recording a very good episode of And Just Like That. I'm trying to, I've never, I'm trying to do something at the moment, I'm trying to build these raspberry pies, and I'm sort of like doing a lot of googling, figuring out how to do. The, it's a computer, it's a little yeah, computer. Thank you. And figuring out how to put them together. And uh, so while it was wait, wait, on, okay, just pause. Mm, how many people, percentage-wise, would know that a Raspberry Pi is a computer thing? Of uh, uh, half, no less. Yeah, ten okay. percent of people, I reckon. Okay, living okay. living around today, I think. Uh, so you know, I'm tinkering on some shit, and while that's on, I chuck a YouTube video on. It was about um, Ocean's Eleven mm-hmm. and why uh, Steven Soderbergh is like so do, no end. So, huh? He doesn't, so he doesn't believe in ends. Think about ends. it. Yeah, he doesn't believe in ends. It's Soderbergh. There's no Soderbergh. Yeah, Soderbergh. Um, oh, there is an N at the end of his first name. But if you look at it, it's actually he's written it in pencil. It's an M, and he's rubbed out the second part. Stephen Soderbergh. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> Con- the, consistently mispronounced as Stephen. The um, <laughs> thesis of the video was that he is a director and a writer who favors um, character over plot, and that's why Ocean's Eleven works so well. Because like the story is kind of like it's there, yeah. but but all of these decisions have been made mm. for you to f- kind of fall in love with the chemistry of all these these yeah. characters, and he's done such a masterful job. And this was so fun about heist movies, and this really this goes deep heist for about half of the movie. It's sort of we kick off and we're in high octane action. I but also fantastic action sequence. It really rocked, and I w- I was praying that this would be the case. I was like, fuck yeah, they front loaded with the big. Extended yeah. action sequence we normally get at the end to open the movie. That's smart. That's great. To- but then they fucking bookended it and double yeah, dipped. But to- that first action sequence. So after Mia and Brian get Vin out of uh, the out of going to prison, basically the pen. They then committed to a heist with another guy called Vince. It's in Rio. They're stealing cars from a train. The particulars aren't super important. There's a chip. Like there's a again. This does feel character over plot because these are plot details that you can skim over and it doesn't take anything away from the action sequence. I think we do, but yeah, go on. That's a slightly different thing. They take the cars off the train. It's it, which is all very exciting as it is. It gets to a point where everyone's peeled off except or been killed except Vin and Brian. And Brian and Vin's like drive it. The, the train is basically about to go over a bridge yep. over a big body of water. Yep. It's so exciting. Yeah, it is. And, and everything feels real. Brian's caught on a, a carriage which is vulnerable. It's got a bit sticking out of it that's going to hit the bridge. It's going to explode. Vin is in a muscle car trying to accelerate so he can get close enough to Brian for Brian to jump from the train into the car. We see Brian. Time has jumped perfectly. I mean, honestly, well, and, it and, felt and, like there was a comedy world where he jumped and just gets fucking poleaxed by the metal bridge. Yeah, hard. There's a also the sort of um, other element is we see gasoline leaking out everywhere yeah. and on top of Brian. So a spark and they're fucked. Yeah, that's right. Deadly. And he, so time has leaked perfectly. He grabs onto the back of the car. And I think from so much time spent watching it in the falsified Fast Universe 6 through 9, yeah. I was like, well... This is annoying because what's going to happen? Like, faking the furious. Yeah, faking the furious. That's right. Because the car is like just on the other side of the bridge, and so it's like, well, is what's Vin going to do? Slam on the brakes? Is he going to do some sort of fishtail and and get out? And and the car's going to speed off into the desert? But no, he just keeps accelerating down. They're both like, fuck. You watch the car accelerating alongside the train and next to the bridge, just go sailing off this cliff face. It's just going in the air, and you're like, oh my god! Like they're starting with this. This is just phenomenal. And then you see them both. 
maneuver their bodies in a way which is impossible but also feels real, push off the car, and they just jump and land in the water. It is, and it's just silence. And you watch, the and it's like the sound mix, yeah. the decision to. I just felt like for them to be like, nah, these guys are fucked, instead of being like, nah, these guys cannot lose and having them spin out and get away that way. To have, you know, I was just, I was like, wow, yeah. you've really dropped me in the movie here. Nice. I'm like, fuck, I love this enthusiasm, man. With I hope it, this persists. I, I do too. And I, I honestly think it will because there, there's stuff to look forward to the whole way through. Ocean's Eleven is a great, it's a great reference to bring up because in the middle of this movie, when they really go full heist, they're like, this is what we're going to need to do and we're going to need a team. And then that's a heist trope, though. That's not an oceans. Thing. I know. That's but like, then we watch this recruitment montage, which is like we're getting Leo, we're getting Santos, we're, we're getting Tej, Roman, Roman, and Tej, and Han, uh, Giselle, Gal Gadot. Yeah, and we don't like. Also, I don't. And know. But they've all got their cool names, and so it's all, like we're going to need. Uh, you know, they don't do it like they do in oceans, a, where it's like we need a Mary Sue yeah, or whatever. We're going to need a loudmouth, yeah, someone who can talk their way through anything. We need a weapons and utility guy. Yeah, we need. Yeah, exactly. But and we don't roles. know. I don't know how well all these people know each other, or if they've been featured. And like, I feel like maybe. Do you think we're getting introduced to Gal Gadot, or do you think she's been in the one before? Also, Letty's dead this entire movie. Yeah. Which we did not expect. Letty coming back to life must have been a fucking, an absolute mind. What do we fuck what for, do the, we, for the fans? What do we think happened here in the franchise? So this I, is well, five, Michelle which Rodriguez and Letty, Vin Diesel went out for a period and broke up. When I don't know do the timelines. That's interesting. So we've got fast four. Where we we now assume she dies. We assumed it was this one, but. It, F four, she dies. How small are the numbers getting? I mean, when you get to four, then you get to three, and that's Tokyo Drift. And, and we only wa- we're only watching a handful of t- each of them a handful now because yeah. a handful is it's, less than six. five or less. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So Liddy's gone for a whole movie here, but then they bring her back. So do you think it was a breakup? 
it's speculation. It's idle speculation. But you're right. They do set her up, so it's kind of like it wasn't a rash decision where they were like, "Oh fuck, we'll put her in the next one" because this was a mistake to not have her in. They do see that she's still alive in the post credits. Yeah, they scene. That you see a photo of her. I guess it's just a cool way to um, really put some stakes also, in the movie and the franchise. The post credit sequence is The Rock. This is our introduction. Okay, we've got to talk about The Rock in this movie. But the post credit sequence is The Rock sitting at his desk. Eva Mendes? Yeah. they just She looks so hot and they just put a um, cop badge on her belt buckle and they're like, that'll do. Yeah. She's not, a police officer. That's not Eva Mendes anymore. <laughs> You've never seen this one in your life. Come on. Is she a feature of this franchise? No. It's, We've seen all the other movies. Well, and Ford's. And this feels yeah. like an introduction. This feels it's like a, a cameo. cameo. It's so odd that Pure she's in one post credit se- It'd be like if we didn't... You know when we first saw the post credit sequence in F... Six? The one with Stace beating oh. up a guy in a bag? Was that eight? Fate of the f- Nine? I can't remember. I'm... Yeah, it was one. It was eight or nine. But like, if that was states, that yeah, was states. Yeah, that was the all. And, and he wasn't there before, and he wasn't there after. It was just that. That's what we got with Eva but Mendes. You, so you get Eva Mendes swanning into the Rock's office, throwing down a file, being like, "Letty's alive!" And Yo. then bang, you meant to walk out of the cinema and what? Go about your day. Yeah, you're gonna go to the coffee club and get a muffin with that information. Really, through guy, unfucking likely. Guy had forgotten that Eva Mendes exists. Uh, was on the on the God's green earth. Eva Mendes was, she's... Tell me about Eva Mendes and what she means to you. Well, first of all, she seems fantastic. Her and Ryan Gosling have a a beautiful life together, a family. I didn't know that. I'm really happy for both of them. I think growing up, Eva Mendes was uh, one of the first movie stars who I became enamored by, who I was like, wow, I tell you what, there's not a lot of people like Eva Mendes in my life here in Christchurch. (laughs) (laughs) It was like introduced to some otherworldly form of beauty that you just didn't think existed. I mean, like, you know, this is what watching movies used to be, I guess, and, and still is. It's like, it's an introduction to, you know, ideas and um, beauty standards, which are just unavailable to <laughs> us mere mortals who are living, who are just getting through high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And totally. so it, she is, she exists in a in rarefied air, which is like, you know, it's not like now where I'm like everyone's just a person. Yeah, it's like it's a, it's it's the concept of a movie star. Mm-hmm. They're swanning through a fucking fast. You know, they're showing up in my work, not just the Rock's workplace, my workplace. <laughs> swanning. She, do you know who turned up at work today, honey? Even me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was say when I go home and see Chelsea. Yeah. So you're never going to guess who I ran into with Tim. <laughs> but this. Yeah, so, it would be so funny if that's how we. <laughs> <laughs> talked about Talk these partners, it's like how was your day at work today oh it was alright I'll tell you what Dwayne Johnson needs to fucking yeah. pull his head in cause well, he, it was our introduction to Dwayne in the Fast and the Furious franchise and I'm I'm trying to figure out in 2011 mm. if it was a bigger get for the Fast franchise to have The Rock in the movie or if it was a bigger get for The Rock to be in the Fast and the Furious franchise well I can tell you because I watched that other YouTube essay about his career tell me this was a bit of a career shot in the arm for The Rock at that point in yeah, time feels like it honestly it feels like it and I thought his acting was poor I thought well, he, this is, he arrived looking skinny and yeah, performing his lines well, with a lack of confidence. Skinny by the rock standards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Who? this also, I want to say this, this is Luke Hobbs version 1.0 because he is a, a different character. In this one, he says the word fuck, which I feel like, you know how characters have rules? 
He doesn't. He says "some bitch" all the time. He says "son of a bitch" twice in this movie, which, which is through us. I didn't know it was on um, the menu of the pick, ways the Rock can pronounce that turn of phrase. Yeah, pick one. It's "some bitch." He says "some bitch" or once, "son of a bitch," and then he says "son of a bitch" twice. Feels odd to chop and change. Yeah. Um, but those are the only swear words we It's like believed. he's at a restaurant that serves Pepsi and Coke and he sits down and orders a Coke. And oh, then after that, after he finishes the Coke, he says, and I have a Pepsi too. Hey, bring me a Coke and when I'm just, when you can see me low, Pepsi. What would you say is the, then bring me a Coke What would you that. say is the waiter if that's happening? <laughs> I think it would really catch me off guard. I would stand there for a second and I'd be like, all right. But then I'd talk to the chef about it and be like, that guy is a murderer. <laughs> We need to ring the police and shut the restaurant down. <laughs> That's it is crazy behaviour, isn't it? Because it's not, yeah. Anyway. Give it a go. This time you're out. I can barely drink one Coke. I'll do it. Okay. I'd like, to, I'd like to be there. <laughs> okay, we'll go out to dinner and I'll order a Coke and then a Pepsi. Yeah. And see what they say. Well, okay, can we do a role play? Yeah. Hello, so what would you like to drink? Hey, can I get a Coke, please? No worries. And can I also get a Pepsi? We only have Coke here. <laughs> well, what the fuck is this guy? Well, what are you going to do now? Well, I'm not, I can't order the Pepsi because it's not there. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> this is why we have to do the role play. <laughs> I, I don't want you freaking out. You're actually right because any place that they've either got Coke or Pepsi, no one has got both. Right, okay, I'll work at a dairy. Yeah, you- but they don't care. That's the thing. Place that would have both Coke and Pepsi wouldn't give a shit. The place that would care would have one or the other. Yeah. Because I mean, no one really cares. No server actually gives a they're shit. They're contractually in bed with them. Anyway, the, uh, the he ro- says "son of a bitch" and he says "some yeah. bitch." Let's put a button on that. He um, shoots a fucking dude whose last words are "please help me." Yeah. Shoots him dead. Well, you you are the one who clocked the fuck and then said, "Does he say fuck again in this franchise?" Because it's, it's speaking about the Rock's career as an actor and also as a public figure. Yes. You think that he sort of has it both ways in this movie before realizing what the next swing was going to be? I don't think he has it both ways. I think this is. I'm guessing this is his introduction. It is. This feels time. like his introduction to the franchise. And I think the writers sort of had their way, but he didn't have any power because he's coming in. This is his first flick in this series. So Luke Hobbs in this iteration is a grittier, um, less family friendly version. And the thing with The Rock is he knows to increase your, your star power and your wealth and your higher ability, you like. You can flirt with the line a little bit and be a tough guy and be strong and and Mm -hmm. be in violent flicks and that, but there's certain kind of rules to keep yourself family-friendly, to open yourself up to all markets. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think once this movie ended, he started putting his foot down and rewriting the Luke Hobbs character to make it more Disney-fied. Yeah, to well, I, fit in his career. I think path. you know. Obviously, if we know the mo- if we know the franchise is shifting from the more narrow audience of street racing to being like everyone can access a heist film, yes. we're also introducing The Rock to the franchise, which is a get for the franchise and for The Rock. I'd put them on probably level pegging. It feels like this was a vine from which he swung to having a much bigger career as a movie star and being a much more recognisable figure. This was probably around the time of the Tooth Fairy. I would argue he... There's a big fight scene between Vin Diesel and The Rock. And as soon as they started fighting, I said, check the contracts, boys. It's going to end in a draw. I would argue that Vin wins that fight. 
He wins it by having the power to actually kill the rock by striking him in the face with a socket Socket, wrench or whatever. But he instead strikes the ground. Which actually isn't revealed. So what we see is, this is the only time I've ever seen this, but Dom Toretto sort of loses his cool. Yeah. And starts really wailing on the rock. Yeah. And uh, then we see him pick up a socket wrench, which is actually referenced earlier because Luke Hobbs has his file and is like, you're just a guy who... Smash someone in the face the with a socket wrench. Yeah, yeah. someone with a socket wrench. So this is kind of like a, a nice sort of bit of foreshadowing to this moment. And he grabs the socket wrench and you just see him slam it down and you kind of hear the sound. You're like, holy shit, he just yeah. killed Luke Hobbs with a socket wrench. Yeah. But then we change shot to actually see what's happened. It's revealed that he strikes the concrete floor right next to his head and leaves an almighty dent. Yeah. And then you go, wow, if that was three inches to the left, that would have been that police of officer's head that's caved right. in yeah would have been gone burgers but don't i mean tell me if i'm wrong do you think that do you remember when if, jim hickey said come burgers on tv yeah the well the rain and the wind have gone burgers and the sun and the good times have come burgers <laughs> there was a um new zealand uh weather presenter a legendary figure who presented the weather for a long long time and he had it quite a river quite an irreverent and colloquial style and, and think, he said it was Jeremy Wells it was, who probably put was, a big highlighter over it. It was clocked. It. it was on a satirical news show called Eating, um, Media, Eating Lunch. Media Lunch. And it was like a, a recap episode at the end of the year reflecting on highs and lows through the New Zealand media. And he, I think the lead in line for it was Jim Hickey's Sexy Sandwich. And then it was the soundbite. Wow. You, that's good memory right there. I worshipped that show. That show was incredible. Well, that show was before YouTube. And so it was honestly, because with hindsight, they were basically aping uh, the day-to-day and brass eye in terms of that hard satire style. Yes. But because as New Zealanders, who I was a young teen, I didn't have access to the, the VHS or whatever files to, to know what they were referencing. It was an introduction to that style. It, was, it, was, it hit so hard and yeah. differently because it was like, you've never seen anything like it. You don't have a ramp in where you're like, oh, they're just copying the... Because if you, when you track back to the start, you know, the day-to-day was actually a visual representation of On The Hour, which was a satirical radio news show, which was softer. And so when you go and through... And the Brits the, have got quite a exact, good lineage of satirical If you comedy. go through the three, you know, progressions, you can see how you wind up at Brass Eye. But yeah. if you're in New Zealand and you're just seeing an adaptation of Brass Eye with New Zealand characters, you think, yeah. well, this is fucking unlike anything that's been on our TV. That's true. Although we did kind of like... That's because of when we grew up, because I feel like sort of... Uh, the Fred Dagg character and yeah. you know like there were there were some people doing a sort of thing like that but then it sort of stopped when we were growing up Fred, Fred, but Fred Dagg had a um, yeah, I mean Clark and Dawes was more unflinching but the, it was the it was like the you know Fred Dagg John had, Clark was a New Zealander by the way he, folks, and, who did yeah. very good satirical comedy and New Zealand sort of wasn't big enough for it so he moved to Australia and made that his home and yeah. he made really fantastic tally Absolutely but he, there was a there was still a, a smiling heart at the core of Fred Dagg less so Clark and Dawes whereas with Brass Eye and Eating Media Lunch it was like they, they were you had to know it was, it was a joke otherwise it was you know there's no winks there's nothing yeah, to let you in That's true the dryer. I, I loved all of that. I can't remember how we got into it. I was talking about the rock. I just think he showed up skinny. 
I'm not saying he was out of shape. I think he showed up skinny and he botches a couple of his lines. He's given the same sort of quippy, sort of uh, badass, motor mouth, top cop sort of shtick yeah. that we come to really identify with Hobbs more specifically and sort of see him embody so totally in a way that if you saw someone else doing it, they'd be like, oh, they're kind of taking on the Rock's version of that. Yeah. But we're literally watching this guy finding the character and finding his his self confidence as an actor. Yeah, he's. I've got. I wrote down some it's of the hard. lines. It's hard to do. It was very challenging. And he's got all these people who have been um, playing alongside each other for quite a while now. It's yeah. a hard thing to enter into. He says. Although even that, I've got a question mark over because we don't really also, know how many movies everyone's been in, and if it's some people's yeah, first one, maybe we never do. One. Don't know. Uh, he says. There's someone because it says good news, bad news. And he says, you know I like my veggies first. No, you know I like my dessert first. And so even that line, then he says, after he gets given the good news, he says, now give me the damn veggies. And these are like, these are quintessential The Rock lines. Yeah. But he's delivering them in a way which is like, he's not quite... No, he doesn't crush it. And he says, if he goes to the John, I want to know, he's talking about surveilling someone. We're tracking someone. If he goes to the John, I want to know how many times he shakes it. Even that, I felt like, honestly... I know I have a long-standing theory that all films are made chronologically, yes. and I do feel to an extent like he found his feet as the movie progressed. But it was very interesting to see The Rock not fully within himself as movie star The Rock, to see him as wrestler in a transitory state, as a wrestler becoming a movie star. Roger Ebert over here. Yeah, that's just what I think. And I find it really interesting that he arrived from wrestling skinnier and then when he was a movie star became thicker. That's how fucked Hollywood is, I think. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. Like to actually be as, as in top fighting condition, you're way smaller than you are to depict a strong person in a movie. That's fucked. Hollywood, Hollywood depictions of strength is so like unhealthy now. Mm. Well, this shit about, we've talked about it before on this, I think, but like how they, um, Massively dehydrate themselves before shoot day yeah, when they're doing yeah. a big muscly scene. Henry Cavill was talking about Henry that. Henry Cavill right? has talked about it. Um, uh, uh, fucking, what's his name? The Australian guy, Thor. Oh, Hemsworth. Hemsworth has talked about it. A few people have talked about it. you got to like muscle up to a ludicrous maddening point where you're probably depriving your body of like some essential carbohydrates or something. 100%. And then you can't drink. It was, Hen it was the Henry Cavill interview I remember where he was talking about how he could smell water. That's how dehydrated yeah, he was. Yeah. He, he We've like, talked about this recently. Yuck. It's no good. It's no good. Well, I got to say. It's an arms race, isn't it? It's a cold, cold war thing. It's a physical arms race. As soon as someone looks tough on camera, then it's like, well, we're going to make our guy look even tougher. And then someone's going to get killed. I, it, some of these actors, there's not a doubt in my mind, will have suffered kidney failure and we just don't know about it. Yeah. Like they are doing damage wow. to their system. It's worth it, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, it's worth it. We got computers for this now. Do just, you know what they used back in the day? They just bloody paint the abs on with some fucking. And you can you do that. You can do that at home. You do that right now. We're running out of time. There's oh actually, God, are we? I've got a slew of um, thoughts of and notes, which are they're, they're, they're just not going to be for today. But that's okay because I'm. I mean, the energy I've brought to this watch and this conversation is, it's mine, and it it feels true, and it feels like an energy that will be easy to access the next time I watch this movie because I loved it. I think there was so much to enjoy. I just feel like 
it's the first time and I'll be interested to watch the ones before it that the movie's been like this is what we are do you know what we should have done we're this you know what we should have done we should have rated each movie out of the number it was (laughs) yeah well for me it's five out of five huge I'll give this four stars earnestly that's big I don't think it's going to stay there but okay. today it gets four stars and what was your shining light my shining light was uh, again it comes back to the more tactile sort of I think to see it feels more physically first of all there were too many there, there are too many bullets in this movie okay there's so much I enjoy, but the, the, what I'm going to take as the shining light today is there's a there's a, uh, a in the early action sequence w- which we described before they drive the car off the cliff and have to jump off and land in the water. Brian is fighting a guy in like a is a, in a desert buggy, and they're having a fight. Very Mad Max. It's whole very bit. very Mad Max. And before that, we've seen to break into one of the train carriages, they've had to use blow torches. And yes. when they're fighting, the guy he's fighting picks up a blow torch and starts holding it next to his head like it's a yeah, weapon, like he's yeah. going to blow torch him. And I thought the decision for this for this movie to use a blowtorch as a threatening weapon, I was like, fuck, that is scary. Yeah, and, I was and like, Brian's I, right there and he's trying to avoid it, getting uh, his and face I was, burned yeah, off. And it, I mean, this movie made me miss Paul Walker. I think the further back we go, the more I'm going to learn to miss Paul Walker and well, realize what a singular is, talent he was. We get to enjoy him. You I know, know. We get to experience the enjoyment of his body of work. Yeah, but so the, the, for me, the, that decision, that blowtorch is a weapon. It mm-hmm. sort of it helped set a tone for the way in which I could sympathize i couldn't quite empathize i've never been threatened with a blowtorch but i you haven't lived the way in which these characters were in peril and the the way that the action sequences were scripted and choreographed and executed felt rooted in uh, a reality close enough to my own that i could feel genuinely scared and worried for and invigorated by these these sequences and these actors well now i've got two shining lights my first one is that i'm going to get to threaten guy with a blowtorch to the face at some point and then if anyone questions me about it himself included i'll just say it's a new experience baby i'm just introducing you to one of the new fruits of the world i'm all for it put it in do your you mouth, think if we had a physical fight would we have to get a contract negotiation the way that rock and vin diesel did which said it has to end in a tie <laughs> and instead it went with you on top of me blow torching like Imagine, my silhouette <laughs> man you and i coming to blows would be some shit has seriously gone wrong so much has broken down there's some other people i could definitely get in a scrap with but i just couldn't you couldn't, couldn't find imagine. me and that's why you'll lose you've got significant reach <laughs> on me dude you would be you would be like you know, you're about four inches taller than me I, 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 I woke up to a thread so snort, an old snort thread just like probably 12 people who got into snorts it, guys snort. improv group because he's really cool yeah it's sort of it's it's winding down but just woke up and it was like nick sampson who's a friend he's been on the he would have been on the podcast he's he's very funny comedian. He lives in the UK now. I'm going to his Sent a soon. message saying, um, hey, sorry guys, I was out for dinner with Alice, my fiance, and um, we ranked, and it, it, <laughs> it came out that I could beat all of you in a fight. And then started this huge conversation about who in the improv group would win a physical fight. And then he sent a screenshot of a list. Like I woke up, all of this was, I had to catch on. A screenshot of a list of the ranking of where people would finish in the fight. Yeah, <laughs> I was dead last oh. with a guy called Eddie Devitt. And I was like, what the fuck is this? 
I, I cannot believe I'm waking up to this. I couldn't disagree more. And Nick said, yeah, sorry, guy. Alice said that you and Eddie run into each other and knock each other unconscious before <laughs> the fight even starts. Where was Joseph Moore on the ranking? Uh, bottom of the middle. Bottom of the middle. How many people were on there? I'd say 12. That's devastating for you, dude. I just disagree. I think they underestimate me. I grew up fighting, you know, I grew up fighting my older sister who was bigger than me and stronger. Yeah, I'm, it takes a bit of this thing out when it's sister. All right. Have you met her? <laughs> True. <laughs> no, that's fair. And actually, you do forget that with how puberty works when you're a kid, like an older sister will beat the fuck out of you. Fucking A. <laughs> um, so what? You re- Okay. All right. We don't need to kind no. of keep going down that. So your shining mind. light is the knowledge that you can hold a blowtorch to my head. the first one. Yeah, that's right. The second one was... Um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson telling a cop that he had a nice smile. Aye. And that's just before he says the word fuck for I believe the first and last time in the franchise. So that'll about do it for yeah. us. There's um, a lot to look forward to. A lot to look forward to. Thank you so much. And if they haven't already, um, the exciting journey into the second season of And Just Like oh, yeah. That. Guy and I have um, been watching them. We've been talking about them and uh, you can get all of them first and in video format on our Substack, twiowat.substack.com. It costs five US dollars a month and, and it powers the operation because we hired a, an editor now. So basically, it mainly this pays, is what, stuff like him. This is what podcasts do. Yeah, you're supposed to get a guy. You get a guy. Um, so Brendan's our guy and he's fucking sensational. He's, he's, so when you, you start seeing cool... Guy met him. He lives in America. Yeah, I saw him at a gig in New York. He's a fantastic guy. Um, when you start seeing that that content popping up, you'll know we have him to thank. And I'm really excited about this in just like that season. I, I'm actually... For how much I enjoyed Fast Five today, I would argue I'm probably enjoying the TV show as much, if not more. And it's been a journey, folks. That wasn't the case the whole time no, but you'll right. have to listen to find out they're coming Anyhow, out soon you got, you got anything else to say Tim? no i want to say fucking get out there touch grass kick a ball around meet some friends yeah. al fresco style and if you're living Breathe in the northern deep. hemisphere please soak up the final probably long tail of your too hot summer i think the the new peak of summer is actually going to be after the peak of summer which is yes. known as now <laughs> bye Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.